Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Vic, do you think you might have ADHD? Well, listeners keep emailing me telling me that they think I do, so probably. Mind you, listeners also email us saying we talk too much about your mum's feet. So what do they know? Yeah, fair enough. I honestly had no idea about the connection between overdrinking and ADHD until we started this podcast. About 40% of people that have had any sort of drinking issues also apparently have ADHD. Whenever we chat to ex-drinkers, this comes up more than you'd believe. If you have ADHD or suspect you might or just want to learn about this link, then we would encourage you to check out the I Have ADHD podcast. It's the place where adults with ADHD find research-based information, validation and tons of support. This is the best way to feel less alone and hear some of the answers to the questions you've been sitting with for too long. You'll hear detailed descriptions of what it means to have ADHD and enjoy interviews with the foremost experts in the industry so that you don't have to read those ADHD books that are collecting dust on your shelf. Yeah. Listen to the I Have ADHD podcast and learn how ADHD affects every aspect of your life, from the boardroom to the bedroom. In the podcast, you'll also hear about their ADHD coaching programme, which is called Focused. Focused is made up of three pillars, courses, coaching and community. It is designed to help you build your own self-improvement programme and is perfect for the ADHD brain. And you can get $50 off the course just by using the code SOBER, S-O-B-E-R. So if you're tired of feeling stuck and don't know where to start, listen to the I Have ADHD podcast. The kettle's boiled, Vic. Great. Perfect timing. Just a dash of milk for me, please, mate. Here you go. Shall we get started then? Have you ever woken up on a Sunday morning and said, I'm never drinking again, and then found yourself waving 50 bucks at a barman by happy hour? Are you wondering why everyone else can stop at one, while you head to a dodgy after-party with a weird bloke called Disco Dave? If so, it might be time to take a deeper look at your relationship with your reliable social crutch, alcohol. On each episode, we'll investigate our own dysfunctional dealings with booze and find out if it's possible to stop this deeply ingrained habit before things get too messy. Yep, we're going to open up a shame shed of humiliating drinking stories to help you understand why waking up from a booze coma each weekend with a kebab sticking out of your top pocket might actually be negatively impacting your health. Hamish and I are here to delve into what it's like being sober, an unwanted warts and all look into why giving up those cheeky pints or putting down those mummy wines will make you feel happier, help your anxiety and mental health and turn you into the most sparkly authentic version of you. Won't that mean I become boring, though, Vic? Well, Hamish, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Hamish Adams-Cairns. And this is Sober Awkward. Hamish, can you not do one of your horrible Merry Christmases? No, I don't think I will. You know what? It's Christmas. It's not something that I've ever done except on Christmas episodes of this podcast. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't wake up on Christmas Day and go, it's Christmas! Oh, it's really, it's just a really horrible noise. It's really shrill and weird. Please don't do it. Even though I'm happy to be here and it's Christmas Eve and we're having a lovely time, 
I don't <laughs> like the way that you deal with Christmas. That's fine. <laughs> can I instead go, can I, I don't know any of the words, but I do like the... I like that. Yeah, I like that too. I do like Christmas carols. I like singing. Yeah, me too. Shall we be honest with the listeners about this episode, Hamish? What do you think? Yes. Okay, so it is Christmas Eve, but we had recorded this episode a week ago. And we deleted it. This is round two, ladies and gentlemen. We recorded this. We liked it. We were dressed up. The episode ended. We checked the computer. We're in this new studio. And it had been wiped. It had gone forever. In fact, two episodes got deleted <laughs> off the computer. And they went into the into the ether. Into the nether regions. Into the netherland. We both felt a little bit sick. That has never happened. No. Both of us have been podcasting for a while. And we knew that that day would come. Yep. And it came last weekend, last Monday. And we both felt a little bit sick. But this episode yeah. because this is technically now the most rehearsed episode that we've ever done yes. this i'm happy to put my neck on the line and say this will be the greatest episode yeah. we have ever done it's like we've rehearsed it we have yeah it's incredible we've done a full literally dress rehearsal i know I, I haven't got my fancy dress on again but the funny thing was that we came we come to the library here at kiwana to record the podcast and we were both in full fancy dress like i was in the well you'll see the pictures but we'll share them with you but i was in the full works and it turns out we were just in a room in fancy dress for no reason recording nothing Recording nothing. <laughs> it was just completely pointless. So anyway, we're back again. We're back it's Christmas in. Eve. We've made the effort. We've left our families to fend for themselves yes. to be here for the sober, awkward Christmas episode. And I thought it'd be a nice place to start by checking in with everybody's sound man. So that is, of course, Alan, who I have asked as an early Christmas present to all of you, because you've earned it, to name the three favourite things of his about Christmas. Christmas is a load of old bollocks. I hate everything about it, so I can't give you even one thing. In actual fact, the only thing I really like about it is when it's over. Bloody hate it. Does that answer your question? That is Alan Sumduck. <laughs> I just love him so much. I, I don't know if I would love or hate spending Christmas Day with Alan. Yeah, I think I would love it, because he's like a grumpy elf, isn't he? Yeah. Just be sort of sat in the corner, moaning, stuffing his face with chocolates, just being generally annoyed about everything. He'd be like Scrooge. I love to see him in like a really committed Christmas outfit, yes. but miserable. Yes, like my friend that was dressed up as the Pillsbury Doughboy when she was hungover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is something very special. Because we're releasing it on a Sunday instead of a Monday. No, oh. it's because it's Christmas Eve. Sure. Hamish. We wanted to hop into your airwaves before the big day tomorrow to touch base, share some stories, wish you a happy Christmas, and most importantly, prepare you for what can either be the toughest or the most rewarding day of your sobriety year. Oh, yes, and the other good news is tomorrow we've got a little exciting titbit for you, we haven't we? We do. A little tit will come out tomorrow a for you. A little tit, the Christmas tit. Yes, a little <laughs> tit for you to open along with your stocking first thing. Yes, there's a little surprise on Christmas Day little, being released tomorrow, so... Yes, don't, Sober Awkward Santa. Sober Awkward Santa is coming to visit to your ears <clears throat> tomorrow morning, so tune in. But we won't give away too much. No. 
Can we give each other some awkward gifts before we start the episode, Hamish? Of course. What, yeah. you mean the, the shit ones that we find for free around our house and then repackage? Basically, yes. <laughs> Perfect present. Yeah. Let's do that at the end of the episode. Okay, excellent. We understand that Christmas Eve is a bloody busy day, so we're going to keep this one short for you. I want it to be about the length of episode that you could sneak in if you were able to nip out for a quick walk or drive some laps around the block to avoid your crazy family, or even just pop a headphone in whilst you're food prepping for the rest of the family, or whilst they're watching Home Alone reruns, you listen to the episode. I don't think people watch Home Alone reruns anymore. We're not talking to the to the millennials oh, of the world yeah, anymore, but it's Hamish. every Christmas. Yeah. Why, have uh, you got a better Christmas film? Well, of course I have, Hamish. Go on. I've got a million Christmas films because I fucking love Christmas <laughs> films. It's like my life. Okay, name your favourite Christmas film. Okay, so A Wonderful Life with James Stewart, of course, which you've probably never heard of because uh, you're only 12. Long before my time. <laughs> it was black and white. Yeah, it is in black and white. But actually, I'm going to force you into watching that so I can discuss it with you on New Year's okay. Day. Okay. Right. Uh, second one is Elf, of course, one of my favourite movies. Sure. Nativity with Martin Freeman, absolutely brilliant. Never seen it. I love watching the Office Christmas specials. I do miss Only Fools and Horses because mm. they used to always do a really good Christmas special. The Muppets Christmas Carol is actually a really good one, Hamish. Muppets Christmas Carol? Yeah, with Michael Caine as Scrooge. Oh, that's Excellent. good. Yeah. I love any sort of Christmas TV, any Christmas movies I am in. Do you watch them outside of December? No. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I love them, but I want to watch them all year round quite often. Oh, right, because you miss Christmas. Because I think Christmas movies are feel-good movies whatever time of year you watch them. Is it because you've often been a very naughty boy? That's it. Yes, I thought so. So you don't want Santa to know. So and well, I, I better need watch constant them. reminders throughout the year that if I keep up this yes. kind of behaviour... No, Santa for Haim. Is that what your mummy did? That's it. Yes. <laughs> so for me, my favourite Christmas TV, Morecambe and Wise, my granny was like huge Morecambe and Wise fan and we spent every Christmas with her so I always think of Morecambe and Wise with her Love Actually always mm. always going to be top of my list and for some reason people always say Die Hard is Die Hard based at Christmas I one of them it must be it's really it weird. must be always he dressed up with a Santa hat that'll well, do it yeah, at some point I think he is. I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I don't think Die Hard screams Christmas, but maybe I've not seen Meg it two? for a while. Meg 2, is that a Christmas movie? No, Sharknado? <laughs> They're not Christmas movies. No. I think you've gone off track. Yeah, I have, I have. <laughs> Tomorrow will be my sixth sober Christmas, and it'll be your second, won't it? Yes. So I thought a nice place to start would be by sharing some of our best and worst Christmases. These can be from your drinking days or not, Hamish. Where are you going to start? Can I tell you what I realised in researching this episode? What? I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, because I know you love Christmas. What I've found out about myself is that I love Christmas. Yes. I don't love Christmas Day. Oh, really? I don't don't want to sound ungrateful, but there's always a moment during Christmas Day Mm. when part of me feels a bit empty and I'm like, is this it? Is this what it was all building up to? Whereas days one to 24 of December, I love, I love everything there is about Christmas, Mm. except Christmas Day. I know exactly how Do you know that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes the present's handing out, or sometimes you don't get what you want. Mm, Yeah. It's quite greedy, And when it's over... You're disappointed it's over and then you don't like yourself for being disappointed that, yeah. the, that the present giving part of the day's over. And then you feel like you've built yourself up so massively for like the month before and then you're like, well, this it's over now. Yeah. And it's really depressing. And I know. It is, I but t- let's I not piss you. on people's parades on Christmas this Eve. It's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> be- you've got Christmas Eve, the best bit's over. So I will start by sharing with you some of my worst Christmases and oh, then I'll build up to my best. Brilliant. So my worst ever was the one that I spent all 
all day sick in bed. Had you broken into the Quality Street, Hamish? Wasn't even chocolate related. Oh, really? I, w- I work hard at Christmas because I worked in children's entertainment. So I had lots of Christmas parties that I had to be, you know, I had to dress up as characters for, basically. Which sounds weird. My hardest time of work was Christmas because I had to dress up as characters <laughs> what at nightmare. parties. What about people working in mines, Hamish? <laughs> I know. <laughs> people that actually have difficult jobs. People actually with, like, working on the crab boats I in know. the Bering what? Sea. I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm not asking for your sympathy here. But I think for me, yeah, my wed- my birthday is the 20th. So, oh, you know, yeah. you have all the Christmas parties and I'd be working hard. Then it'd be my birthday just before. So it was always like a boozy building up and yes. sometimes well that this year the wheels came off on the 25th my first christmas in australia i am ashamed to say was one of my worst liz was like really pressured like, it's got to be good it's Haim's first one away from his family it's his first one with our family it's got to be perfect we got to liz's dad's house at lunchtime and there was no lunch oh yes i remember he that. did not serve any food God, that, and that's all I'm looking forward to on I Christmas know. Day is a nice, like, um, a nutty, what's it, a nutty stuffing. <laughs> I didn't mean to be rude, actually. <laughs> I didn't mean that to be is rude. Is that what John Should gives you on Christmas Day? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Victoria, <laughs> the kids are asleep, so I feel nutty stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible phrase. I meant chestnut stuff. Uh, one of the Christmas parties that I was dressing up as, I was Olive from Frozen. And oh, I've, I've, I can see that I've not seen Frozen. Okay. And I looked quite frightening. I didn't know what he was like as a character. And we're playing, a, I was in like, I was in a, one of the big banks in London. And yeah. they, what they do, everyone that works Christmas Eve can bring their kids, we throw them a party. So Christmas Eve, we're playing a game where I am asleep on the floor, snoring, and the children have to come up and lay their shoes on me okay. one by one. They tiptoe up, put right. a shoe on me, and I sort of... Oh, not to wake up, But I don't wake up, I don't yep. wake up. And at the end, once the last one puts a shoe on, they all come in t- to get their shoes back off me. Okay. I wake up and shout and scream, and they all run off okay, laughing. that sounds like a good game. I overplayed the scary wake oh, up. Oh, no. And all of them cried. Um, <laughs> On Christmas, they sc- literally screamed and ran away. That was, and I had to do exactly the same party for the afternoon. Yeah. So the afternoon, I, I played the happy wake up so hard. Oh. Woohoo! Good morning! <laughs> uh, yeah, so making every child at a Christmas party cry on Christmas Eve was one of my worst. That's funny. Some of my best, well, I got married on Christmas Day. So I kind of have to say that that was my best. Christmas has become quite a significant part of my life and I left England yours and Jesus both Jesus and I share numerous things (laughs) but Christmas Day being significant is a big one so I left England on Boxing Day to move to Australia I met Liz at her family Christmas party the day after I asked Liz's dad permission to marry her on Boxing Day then I married Liz on Christmas Day so it's quite a significant part of my life now Christmas Um, but best other ones growing up were the time me and my brother got given Walkman and I remember spending all Christmas Day dancing to the soundtrack of an audiobook. So it was like wow. the first 30 seconds of one of my cassettes had a catchy theme song. And I, I danced all day. I thought you were a bit young for cassettes. I thought you'd be more sort of CD walk. No, nah, I was before that. Oh, okay. Way before that. Yeah. Uh, all of my childhood Christmases were spent in Salisbury, which my, where my granny lived. And yeah. she had a flat that overlooked the cathedral. So waking up oh. cold to the cathedral bells will always be cozy, Christmas. Yeah, yes, really so cozy. cozy. Like that is, when I, th- when I think of 
missing England Christmases. Yes. I'm thinking of Salisbury. Yeah. I actually haven't spent Christmas in the UK since 2018, yeah, which wow. makes me a bit sad. Really. Yeah. I, I need to go back. Yeah, we will go. But yeah, because Cold... You and me, we'll leave the families. That's it. Mainly I want to show you what Christmas with my family <laughs> is like. Liz hasn't done it yet, but yeah. I feel like it's important yeah. for you to come back. <laughs> And then I have to say, so last year, as well as being my first sober Christmas, was the first Christmas that I got to do something I've always wanted to do, which was to be the dad at the oh, Christmas party yes. yeah. to like spoil my own child and make Christmas special for my own child rather than to be spoiled. Yes. So that was pretty special. But I would say, so I spent that Christmas, you may or may not remember, I was in Western Australia, I was camping. But the highlight of the day, and I don't know if this happens to you more when you're a parent, was not the presents or the food or the Christmas stuff. It was actually, there was a moment when we got to go to the beach. There was a cafe that left its tables and chairs outside on the edge of a cliff. And we drunk a non-alcoholic beer at sunset there. Mm. It really could have been any day of the year. But the calmness of that at the end of a busy and high pressure yeah. day yeah. was the highlight of my Christmas. Just having a bit of a time out on Christmas Day yeah. is nice. Trigger warning about Santa here if there's any kids in the car. Uh, turn it down now but I would say the magic of Christmas continues even more when you're an adult mm. like that is the lovely thing about Christmas it's magical when you're a kid and you believe in Santa and then what's happening in my house is, at the moment is George is questioning Santa mm. of course but we haven't really had the discussion I just put my hand on his leg and said if you want to talk about Santa I'm here for you the other day he said it's okay I'm not ready to yet no. so he sort of knows but he's playing the role for the other kids now even though we haven't had the conversation i think he's still aware that the other ones believe and he wants to continue that so that goes on for him for another few years and then he will have children and then the magic continues isn't you, it lovely do you think he's doing it for the other two or do you think if he comes clean that he knows he's scared he won't get a stocking adopted yeah he's adopted however <laughs> he gives in you must believe in Santa until you're I 15. I reckon he goes, no, because if I tell mum that I know, then I won't get stockings anymore and yeah, I'm going to just lie in yeah. order to carry on getting... <laughs> Maybe it's partly that as well. Getting, yeah. like, oranges. What do you do? You're you oranges? turning my really magical little tape I'm, I'm on Christmas <laughs> into a really negative thing. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Tell me your best and worst Christmas. Okay, fair enough. Um, the worst was when <laughs> me and my mates got pissed at the local pub, the Bull at Streetly, and got beaten up when we were stumbling home. We all got beaten up by some random on people. Christmas. Came and attacked Eve? Us. Christmas yeah, Day. Christmas Eve. Then my mate Tom woke up with two black eyes on Christmas Day and then shat himself in my mum and dad's jacuzzi. Oh, it was a bad day for him. That is so. Yeah, hello, Tom. He was it floating about. around in the jacuzzi? No, I just saw his face change. I was oh. like, what have you done? He's like, I've shat myself. I was like, out, we're out. <laughs> Do you have to empty the whole jacuzzi? How do you yeah, clean so that? Yes, you have to empty the whole thing. Oh. Yeah, my dad wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Most Christmas Eves, all my mates came back from uni. Remember yeah. that time where you just mm. had your local pub, which I feel like everyone's still in that pub from my yeah. youth now that we live in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still believe it exists, but probably doesn't. Actually, they'll probably hate each other now. But <laughs> I just have this feeling on Christmas Eve where I used to get so excited because I hadn't seen anyone for ages. And when I was excited, the drinks went down faster than ever, Hamish. It was always a huge night. We got banned from our local pub once because my friend on Christmas Eve, put a cork up his bottom. And we had to explain to my parents why they couldn't go for a, for a drink the next day because we were all banned. My, they wouldn't let my parents in. I, I have a logistical question. Yes. Was he lying on his back with his bumhole facing up and he popped it in? No. Or was he crouching down 
and pop, popped it up. I think he just kind of put it in his trousers and then pulled his trousers down to show us that the cork was in his bottom. Did he and then try and the pop barman, it out? No. I think I would then put my thumb in my mouth yeah, and blow out. That would have been good. Maybe I'll do that okay. on Christmas Day this year. I'm sure your kids would love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A new Christmas tradition yeah, in the Badstone right, House. Cork up her bottom is going to pop it out. <laughs> Once, when I was completely hammered, my siblings and I reenacted the birth of Jesus using a cushion and a torch <laughs> in front of my 90-year-old grandmother. In fact, I think it was the last Christmas I had with my grandmother, so, yeah, that was a bit sad. What, it was very what role did the, the torch day. play? I don't know. We were, like, looking for the babies coming. The babies oh, OK. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't worry. We weren't naked or anything. We were fully clothed. But my sister used to create this game, like this Pass the Parcel, which we, we do every year, mm. and she used to put dares in it, and that was one of the dares was to do that the other one was go knocking around people's doors and sing carols down the phone or mm. pretend that we were called mr elf on our way to the north pole things nice. like that yeah so we always play a dodgy pass the parcel on christmas day which ends in all sorts of weird shenanigans so it's past the parcel just dares just dares so you tear off a bit and there's a piece of paper in there with a dare on it yeah brilliant yeah just I love dares, it. yeah and they're always really full-on dares there's nothing often it's just going change your clothes with the person in the next yeah, room yeah. or like you're yeah, just silly stuff and you still like do that it. with your kids now we do it the whole family does it every it. year we'll be doing it this year that's yeah. wicked no I but know. now it's not so easy now that i don't drink yeah because some of the things that i used to find funny i now find awful mm. and embarrassing and humiliating so i'm kind of a bit of a party pooper on the on the old past past can you say no to a dare I have like, to say no sometimes. Sometimes they're just too extreme. Name me an extreme oh, one like, that you've said like, no to. I always go out and go and wave at cars on the street and stop people and say Merry Christmas. I just find that a bit cringy now. Yeah, yeah. that's cringy. Yeah, but well, you, you'll see some pictures on Christmas Day, Hamish, of the things that I'm forced into yeah, doing. Yeah, good. Yeah. The best ones now, of course, are the kids opening presents, carrots for Rudolph, letters to Santa, wrapping presents when they've gone bed. As I said... The magic is real, Hamish, and I do love Christmases now. But there were times when I was just too drunk or too hungover to enjoy them. You guys go so hard on the Santa thing in your house. Yeah, we do. Like the footprints. Yeah, we do in footprints. The, in flower, is it? Yeah, we do. No, we sprinkle porridge and glitter on the garden. That's where the where the reindeers have yeah. walked. Where there's beard left in the house, so there's a little yeah. bit of cotton wool that they find. John goes outside. We have to do this whole thing with a tambourine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where yeah. we're like, he's he's coming. You can hear him. We we like we track him on the internet, so you can see his path going wow. from the North Pole over to Australia. We do the whole work. I love it. Yeah, I love it's it. Great. Now, of course, we understand that an upcoming Christmas can be one of the most anxiety-provoking days in the calendar for us sober lot. It's the combination of a lot of things that create this pressure. It's the years of Christmases that we've spent drinking, the family that we're forced to see that we actually never really got along with, and the lack of anything to do on Christmas Day as everywhere is shut. Also, the pressure of having to host the best day of the year and the difficulty in avoiding alcohol during this booze-drenched time. Christmas can be the best and worst time of year. For some, time with the family is a beautiful thing, whilst for others, it's a bloody nightmare. If the festivities have led to your drinking getting out of hand, you might want to get some help. But how do you get sober? This is something Hamish and I get asked all the time, and we're always happy to recommend that you work with Sarah Rusbatch. Sarah is a grey area drinking coach who has successfully helped thousands of women free themselves from alcohol. We believe that the success of Sarah's course lies in the fact that she focuses on community connection, education and mindset. 
So many of the women make lifelong friends in these challenges and connect with a tribe who support and cheer for them along the way. January is always Sarah's biggest and best challenge. Wherever you are on this sober journey, this course caters to you all. Plus, as a Sober Awkward listener, you can make the most of a huge $159 discount. Just use the code AWKWARD, that's in capitals, AWKWARD, at sarahrusbatch.com to grab your place. The challenge starts on the 8th of January and you can sign up anytime using this code before the 5th. If you want to change your relationship with alcohol, head to sarahrusbatch.com. It's not easy, we get it. It's probably one of the days, along with New Year's Eve, that a lot of people relapse, making Boxing Day and New Year's Day some of the most popular day ones of people's sobriety worldwide. But hopefully that won't be the case for you this year. So Vic, I'm sure the reason anyone's clicked on this episode today is in the hope that we might have some tips, some magic words of wisdom or some advice on how best to not only get through, but thrive tomorrow. So with five sober Christmases in the bank, what tools have you used to help you through the big day? Okay, one of the biggest, best advice I can ever give everyone is time outs. Heading outside, taking a deep breath into the snow if you have to. Don't stay out too long if it's cold though. Onto the deck, into the sunshine, whatever it is, just go somewhere and take a deep breath and take a moment to yourself to remember why you're not drinking, why you started this and all the benefits of sobriety. Because it is going to be hard, especially when there's people boozing around you. People getting wasted when you're not is really, really a difficult situation. So just take a time out, go and put the kettle on, make a cup of tea, sit outside for a moment and reassess. I think that's a really good idea. And then come back in, you'll probably feel a bit better. The second one is to leave before it gets too messy. If you have kids, they're always going to be a good excuse to get out of there. So go if it's time. People dribbling on you and telling you the same story over again is when the time is to go. Mocktail bar. I did that last year, didn't I, Haim? Mm. Toys that the whole family can play with. That sounds weird, but we mean like Guess Who and Trivial Pursuit, those sort of things. Keep everyone distracted from boozing for as long as possible. Pretend naps. Yeah, unpack that. Unpack that. Just lie on the couch and just have your mouth open with a bit of dribble coming Mm. out and ignore everyone. Lovely. How long can you do a pretend nap for on Christmas Day? At least an hour. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, A soap Christmas for me is about making new traditions. Swapping sparkling wine for fizzy apple, a walk or ocean swim instead of a drinking game, a chat instead of an argument, <laughs> a bliss ball instead of a boozy mince pie. Do you see what I mean? I I'm get swapping it. out the bad, putting in the good there, Hamish. What about you? I've got two very simple and effective tips. So the first one is to keep busy. The way I recommend to do this is to put your hand up to be the chef. Now, I know that today is Christmas Eve, so you might be a bit late to do the brunch, the cooking, but do get yourself in the kitchen tomorrow and help with all the little jobs if you can. When alcohol's off the menu, the food becomes far more important. So do some research, cook something new. You'll enjoy spoiling your friends and family, experimenting with a recipe, and it will fill the day, which can feel so long. This year, I am cooking a Hamie Oliver baked ham. Hamie Oliver. I actually thought it was a Hamie Oliver. I found out yesterday it's in fact Gordon Ramsay, um, but I'll be doing it, so we can just call it Hamie Oliver. Um, I'm actually going to do a practice run. Actually, maybe I'll get you... Oh, yeah, you yeah. could. I you could do cook, it today. You, you could practice it and then do it again. Yeah. In a year. Yeah. You've got to cook one ham a year. Yeah, but what if I mess it up? 
you won't mess it up. How can you mess you it up? You can taste what I mess up today and then tomorrow I'll do the really good yeah, one. Nice raw ham, lovely. <laughs> um, if it's not going to be cooking, then make yourself in charge of the music or the games or anything else. Just fill that day as best you can. Secondly, my tip would be to get out the house. Whether you're listening to this in the Aussie summer or in the midst of the English or American winters, try and spend some time outside. My experience of Christmas, and I'm sure that I'm not alone in this, is a lot of people sitting in the living room playing games and drinking until it's time to eat, then doing the same until it's time to sleep. It's boring and drinking seems like an easy way to make it less so. So get out. If you can get out by yourself for a walk or a run, can you imagine, then great. Particularly good if it's in the morning before everyone else is up and you can feel as if you've started the day on the right foot with something healthy and positive. But even if it is late in the day with all the family, then that's awesome too. Us being in the Southern Hemisphere, we'll probably try and go out for a swim. But even just going for a walk or meeting some strangers in a park on a day when everyone is friendly or kicking a ball can be a great way of getting out and doing something that has got nothing to do with booze. Meeting some strangers in a park. Yeah, it's the only day when people in, in the park are friendly. <laughs> I thought you meant like meeting some strangers in the park. It sounds like Not drug do a drug deal. No, yeah. but I mean, you only go for a walk on Christmas Day. Everyone's like, hello, oh, you had a nice day. And people, friendly, people are chatty. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a nice vibe. Um, last year, Hamish, I actually went zip lining on Christmas Day. I went to Thailand. Lucky yeah. I went and had my little trip to Thailand last year, which was amazing. And that was a brilliant way to spend a sober that Christmas. Is, actually, a, why were they open on Christmas Day? Everything was open, yeah, because they don't celebrate Christmas oh, over there. That's good. So I got away from drinkers actually last year and it was one of the most enjoyable Christmases mm. for me. So if you can get away on a holiday, I mean, if you're if it's your first year of sobriety and you can manage to get away, then I would highly recommend that. But don't go to a resort with free bars. Go somewhere where maybe they don't drink as much. And actually not having to buy all the presents for the kids. Mm. I mean, I think John got a penis soap for Christmas. Right. I got a claw, like a horrible claw bottle opener thing. I think George got some of those kangaroo bollock uh, bottle opener. Nice. But I don't know why I gave him a bottle over that the is thing. sending the wrong, yeah, message. the wrong message i think it was the only thing on the market <laughs> nelly got a bottle of wine yeah. <laughs> yeah. fred got a little bottle of absinthe yeah, fred got a crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> you know just the usual christmas if gifts. anyone is listening to this on christmas eve and you say go on holiday and they book a holiday now and say screw you to my family i won't yes. see you tomorrow i'd love to hear the story yeah. email email it to us yeah so why have you gone away on the sober awkward podcast that's a good idea to go on holiday leave my family just for went a last week. minute.com i'm going to thailand <laughs> And zip lining. Don't buy crack pipes and no. wine for your children is one thing. Don't go on holiday and leave your family on your own. In fact, don't listen to any of our advice because no. we are not nice little elves. Pinch of We're salt. naughty elves. Pinch of salt should be our <laughs> podcast. Don't do anything we take too seriously. We're more like trolls than elves, aren't we? <laughs> Those tips may seem to have worked for us over the years, but it's actually up to you to figure out what works best for you. Some of the others that we hear about are gratitude for what you have. <laughs> <laughs> Try and give something back. <laughs> Volunteer for a charity. No, do do that. I am actually going to try and do that as a family tradition in my family. Yes, you should do that. Before we open a present, we're going to go out and do something charitable. Good idea. I used to deliver Meals on Wheels on Christmas Day. Did you do that? Yes, yeah, I that's did. what I want to do. And it was actually really sad to see all the isolated people where I lived. It was quite shocking and confronting, actually. So, so, yeah, so you like stopped that. doing it. Screw yeah, them. Yeah, stopped doing it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hot. tried, but it was a bit of a downer. Yeah, it was a bit of a downer. Yeah, seeing all those isolated people. <laughs> 
God, we're not giving good impressions no. of ourselves in this episode today, are we? Alcohol-free drinks. That yes. is something, if it doesn't trigger you, that is a good idea. You can make the mocktail bar like I did last year. And actually, I didn't use alcohol-free drinks. I actually just used fizzy mm. water and mint and lemon and all of those other things so that we could make like a tropical mocktail. It was really fun, and the kids got involved in that as well. Although my parents did sit with their arms folded during that one, yeah. like, where's the vodka? I reckon, <laughs> I reckon they had hip flasks and yeah, spike in yeah. it. Probably. So as we said, create a new Christmas tradition that has nothing to do with alcohol. That's always fun. And play the tape forward is one we always come back to. But we did think we would ask the Cuppa community for their best tips because ours are only going to resonate with some of you. So the Cuppa community have come up with some real gems. So we'll just rattle through these. Marley's, she said, share your sober plans with your family and friends and get supported. Man Stubbs, she sort of created... It's kind of like a sober person's drinking game. Okay, yeah. This is really fun. So make a mental or real tick list of the things that you can predict will happen once everyone has started drinking and get a kick out of ticking them off as they happen and the fact that you're not involved in any of that shit. There's a board game in this, Hamish. A sober, awkward board game for Christmas yeah. Day. I think we need to make it. That would be great. Yes, that is a brilliant distraction. Yeah. Actually, we might take this out of the podcast. So, family We've arguments, something being knocked over and broken, yeah. someone being very honest about receiving a shit present, but yes. I never fucking wanted that. <laughs> yeah. What else? What else happens? Um, somebody saying that they really enjoy the bubble and squeak, even though they have hated everything. Yep. Yeah. Thing about it. Someone passing out on the sofa for a real nap, not a fake nap. Um, somebody dribbling on their Christmas jumper. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot to yes, take off. Yes, we, we're gonna be start. creative. That's be creative. your that's your game. Yeah. Carly H said, I'll carry on as normal, topping my guests' glasses up and enjoy an AF Prosecco, which I'll drink with pride because I'm the one that doesn't do drinking shit anymore. And I'll do it safe in the knowledge that if it does get hard at any point, I've got amazing people to set me back on track. Is she talking about us? Yeah. I wish, I uh, hope let's so. assume it's us. Let's assume it's us. Anita said AF drinks all the way and leave once others get sloppy. Danny says, what well, I realise now that is I actually love Christmas. What I didn't like before was the obligatory booze and everything that went with it. And the many hangovers, especially in the build-up to Christmas. And Danny, from both of us, we hope you a healthy Christmas this year. She's had COVID the last two Christmases in a row. Oh, that's tough. Danny, I hope you're much better this Christmas. Brian Jones's answer might be my favourite because he's got a list of six ways that you can get through a sober Christmas. Great. So, strategise. Talk through what you expect the evening and potential dangers. Two, what to put in your glass at the dinner table. They took non-alcoholic wine. He says he doesn't particularly like non-alcoholic wine, but he found... Found that it's enjoyable, looks like wine and kind of tastes similar, so you can get away with it. Trigger warning if you don't, Always. don't have that if you're a big alcoholic. Three, to tell people or not to. He said they just didn't make a big deal out of it. Everyone knew, but I think we didn't announce it. Four, they said take non-alcoholic beers and other beverages, which help them blend in. Similar to point two. Five, alcohol gifts. How will you handle them? They got a few. They just said thanks. No need to make anyone feel bad. They'll figure it out eventually. You can re-gift or cook with it if that's not a concern. He said, I can keep all kinds of booze around and have no interest. But chocolate... No way. And finally, he says, make it a shorter night. No need to make things harder by staying to the bitter end. That's when the silly shit happens. Yes, so true. Helen says, I love watching everyone fall asleep after dinner induced with food and alcohol. If you don't drink alcohol, you feel just a bit tired and full. While everyone's asleep, I make myself a nice cuppa, smug that I won't be having hangovers today, tomorrow or even the next day. And I love not having to worry about dry January because I'm already dry. Speaking of smug, Robin 
Stephen Miller. This might sound bad, but I love knowing I'm going to wake up the next day feeling great while everyone else has a hangover. Yeah, I want to wake up every morning and I'm going to be like doing weights in the garden. Yeah, yeah, Say, so, look, yeah. everybody, oh, you're all hungover. Look That's at me it. doing weights. Or meditating. Yeah, or meditating. Yeah, in Downward Dog. Yeah. yeah. Oh, morning. <laughs> How are you all I, this I've morning? I've been here for hours. <laughs> oh, you look like you'd overdone it a little bit, didn't you, Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> Can you pass my smoothie? <laughs> yeah. Can you pass my kale sandwiches? Yeah. Don't knock over my chia seeds. <laughs> I've got a toe in my dal. Could you help me out, please? <laughs> right, next. Holly says, I moved to London and found they have Christmas park run. Oh, a smug. A five-kilometre free run at a local park made my husband come wearing a festive jumper. If you go to a 5k park run on Christmas Day in London, let us know. Sober here. I bet that'd be a good atmosphere. Yeah, that'd be good. And finally, Richard C said, I'm going to tamper with the Christmas crackers, so instead of them containing jokes, they'll actually contain facts about the harmful effects of alcohol. Wow. <laughs> I love it, Richard. Oh, I love that one. I think I'm going to do that too. Imagine <laughs> how much everyone would hate us your we parents did that. would hate <laughs> that i'm gonna do it why are you ruining it. christmas yeah. one of the things that i would say to all of you is that if you wake up on boxing day having not drunk a drop of alcohol then you've just gotten through possibly the toughest day of the year and if you can do that then you can do any day your first sober christmas is like a badge of honor and it will build your confidence and strength in your sobriety like nothing else we hope that you will get to the stage when your mindset is not about surviving Christmas, but actively looking forward to it. It might take some time, but we all know what Christmas is really about. It's about family. It's about making memories. And it's about reaching out to those who might be alone or without loved ones for Christmas Day. Or if you don't believe in Christmas, then it's all a load of old bollocks and you can just enjoy not being at work. Yeah, 100%. Shall we swap gifts then, Hamish? Here we okay, go. Where's so mine? Here we are. There you go. You, want, you can open mine first okay, if you like. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, we have told the uh, listeners that we have... I re-wrapped this, <laughs> despite the fact you opened it last week. However, well, and it's still a horrible leather wallet. Well, it's more than a wallet, actually, Vic. Oh, what yes. that is, uh, yes, black leather, actually quite high quality. It is for all of your wires when you go travelling. It's really a gift that John would enjoy more than you. Yeah, I will be re-gifting that at Christmas, Hamish. I think you should. I definitely I wouldn't be. be offended if you I'm re-gift that. I'm going to wrap that. it up tonight and it's going under the tree. Thank you very much. So there is a diagram in there. Is it? Because obviously there's phone it wire. What, what, the, what are the other show, wires that you put in there? Just it just wires. keeps it all neat and tidy. between a wire and a wire, Hamish. Well, it's because John, in my eyes, is someone that would enjoy a passport wallet. Yes. And he would enjoy wearing a bum bag in an airport. And I thought oh, that yes. would be sort of in that same category. He gets very stressed at airports. He gets sweaty armpits, um, probably about wires, because he's very concerned about what wires we've got and what we haven't. There you go. And so now, thanks to you, he will not get sweaty at airports. You are very welcome. Now, mine is coming in a beautiful miniature stocking. So... Oh, yeah, I've wrapped it up really And then you've wrapped it in a piece of A4 paper. Yes. Did I tell you about my friend's mum who used to wrap all the Christmas presents in kitchen foil? Oh, really? Well, you don't need any sellotape. Oh, that's funny. So, what I've been gifted here is a bright... Is that pink? I'll say it's, yeah, rosy pink. Yeah, with your colour blindness. Yeah. That is pink, yes, well done. It's a key ring with a two and a half inch penis, life-size. A penis on it. Life-size for you. For me, yeah, yeah. Hand-painted... Beautifully. The bell end in particular is beautifully done. I don't know if those are veins or some sort of floral that's pattern. Not, that's not paint. Oh. <laughs> 
Lovely. Yeah, lovely. I, I will attach that to my keyring. It's very Christmassy, I thought, isn't it? Oh, this is the festive cock. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Vic, I suppose. The festive cock. How to, did you get this? It's to go with the um, the stuffing. Is the, yeah, the nutty stuffing. The nutty stuffing, Was this yeah. A, did someone give you this? Or did you buy this? And then I just, found that's it. That's the sort of shit someone I came and enjoyed. I found it in, in on the road. Yeah. You found it on the road. <laughs> yeah. Flattered. Yeah. That's from Bali. Yeah, it's from Bali. You've never I been bought, to Bali. Yeah. Did I you bought, rob it from somebody who's been to Bali? Yeah, I stole it in Bali <laughs> from a shop. I guess. Thank you, Vic. Yeah, thank you, Hamish. Merry Christmas. Yeah. We'll end with a couple of Christmas quotes. Uh, the first is from Bernard Manning. They said, I once bought my kids a set of batteries for Christmas with a note saying, toys not included. Oh, it's yeah. Good. yeah it's that's good. It's cruel. It's actually cruel, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I guess you could do that if you've also got them an actual gift. That shouldn't be your main gift. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad funny. idea. Well, you know, my mum used to wrap up ornaments from around the house and say, oh, look, there's one more under the tree there for you. And it would be like a kind of model of a shepherd that would come uh, from the... Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to ask you what's the worst Christmas gift you've ever been given, but I'm guessing oh, yeah, any there of go. those. Yeah, it was any of those. And also she used to wrap up empty boxes. Yeah, cool. Because you just want to make the tree look really spectacular with loads of presents underneath. There actually were loads of presents, but she used to yeah. add them. So if there was a cardboard box in the house, she'd just wrap up the empty box. And then you'd open it and be like, there's nothing inside. And it'd be yeah. like, oh, OK, put it back where you found it. See, under that the is where the pranks in your family was born from, was yes, your mum. Yeah. Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah, there was always a few pranks at our house on Christmas yeah. Day as well, yeah. They're a very pranky house, yeah. I once got gonorrhea for Christmas. Does that count? Really? As a, yeah. Special Is Christmas you found gift. out you had it on Christmas Day or you had sex with a stranger on Christmas Day gave it to you? Had sex with a stranger on, my, on Christmas Day gave it Did to me. Did you? No, not <gasps> really. My, hey, my best friend got a pull at a Christmas party once and I'm yeah. thinking, you are next level. He got what? He got a pull. He kissed a girl on Christmas Day. What, what's wrong with that? Well, I, just, I don't know. Anyone was on the pull on Christmas Day. <laughs> I was always on the pull. Hey, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Yeah, Christmas Day. Everyone's pissed. You've we got were more usually chance, just with you? family. I don't know. I was. Oh, I'll always. It, that You're is a weird what, child. That is the thing that earned him my respect. He's the godfather of my child. <laughs> on the but pool. that was the moment. On the pool. It's Christmas Day. It's perfect. Perfect <laughs> day for a pull. Oh dear. Julius Sharp. The office Christmas party is a great opportunity to catch up with people you haven't seen in 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, another one I saw was Christmas. The only time of year you can sit in front of a dead tree eating candy out of socks. Oh, yes. No, I do that every week, every yeah. day of the week. Eat candy out of socks. <laughs> I think we just want to end our podcast today, Hamish, by saying thank you to everybody who has listened throughout the past yes. year. Yes. Other than tomorrow's little Christmas sober, awkward Santa gift, yep. this is the last episode of the year. We will be back with you on New Year's Day, but it's been a very good year, Vic. It's been a, an honour to share it with you. Yeah, and I think you. we've done every week. I think we've done 52 episodes plus all the Thursday ones. We haven't yeah. missed any, have we? We don't miss them, no. That we're very, we're dedicated to this podcast. We are. We are. We, we actually, we love doing it, don't we, Hamish? Our yes. Mondays, where we meet up and we sit in a studio, they're our favourite days of the week, and we have a laugh, and we hope that... Not only does it make you giggle, that it makes you reconsider your relationship with alcohol. And that's all we're here to do is to make you think so. I hope it's not a complete waste of our time <laughs> or yours. Yeah. And that at the very least, it makes you smile once a week. But yeah, your messages and your emails and your feedback is really what keeps us going. So we hope that we've helped you. You've certainly helped us. We've had a laugh with it. Yeah. As soon as we stop having a laugh, we'll stop. Yeah. But thank you for listening, Vic. Yeah. No, thank you for listening, listeners. Thank you for 
co-host to remove it. That's okay, it's my pleasure. And we'll keep it going next year. Yeah, and sorry that there's been so many knob jokes and testicle jokes this year. I won't apologise for that. No, I, well, there wasn't <laughs> as many when Lucy was on the show, I can tell you that. I don't know, I've listened mm-hmm. back to those episodes, there was enough. No, it's you, it's you. I've lowered the tone. Yeah, you've lowered the tone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You're a problem. In fact, we're going to reconsider your contract next year. <laughs> we'll no talk contra- about that. Contract would imply pay. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> a contract for nothing. Thank you all for listening, guys. Have Merry a lovely, Christmas. lovely Christmas. Merry Christmas, one and all. Thanks Five for listening. Five gold rings. Four calling birds. Three fences. And a partridge in a pear tree. If you're questioning your relationship with booze, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety, it might be time to reach out for some support. Yeah, just talk to a mate about how you're feeling, contact a local doctor, find an AA or sobriety group. Vic's got one. Yeah, just head to www.cuppa.community. Remember, if you're questioning yourself, it might be time to seek support. Even though this journey can be awkward, it is definitely worth it. And if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to review it, rate it, and share it with your mates. Do they have to share it with their mates? Yeah, of course they do. I'm not doing this for nothing, Hamish. Bloody hell. How do they share it? I don't know. Just write it on the... Hi there, I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out. All my magnificent fuck in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? There's probably ones with moody, moody what? sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. <laughs> You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audiobook will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry, and cringe, and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. Yeah, buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> 